What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Life and Fantasy Hockey Podcast. My name is Spencer Plumado. This is Dr. Kabe. Hey, Dr. Kabe. Hi, everybody. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Uh, not too bad, you know. I got uh, about uh, three hours of sleep last night, so I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> nice, nice. Running on that low energy. I didn't sleep well last night either, actually. I woke up at like about six, seven in the morning and tried to go back to sleep. Have not been able to fall back, so... We're going to come into this one, uh, you, we're going to use the sleepiness as a positive this time. We were sleepy last yeah. episode, too. We did sleep well last Let's episode. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah but I slept better because last time I didn't sleep at all, so this time I actually had a solid there three to go. four hours, yeah. you know? You got a little, yeah, you got, you got a little bit of rest in there. <laughs> Things could be worse. Things could be worse. Exactly. Uh, oh, we yeah, got a, big time. We got a pretty heavy show today, uh, like size-wise. We're going to try and keep mm-hmm. this nice and tight and keep it a little, uh, keep it short, try and keep it to an hour, but we've got, there's quite a bit that's happened. Um, first of all... Uh, we want to talk about something that doesn't have to do with hockey. Uh, just quick recent news to acknowledge the uh, the changing of the All-Star Game location in the MLB. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit when we get to the life section because we feel like it's an important stand that they took there and we're It's interesting. It's, it. to have, it's interesting too to see well, it is, like, yeah. how certain parties are reacting and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, aside from that, we got, I mean, the Vancouver Canucks situation we got to discuss here. The Vancouver Canucks are... Still reeling from COVID, and uh, they've postponed some games further. The players are struggling. Some of them apparently are still not feeling well, and there's speculation that it's you know they might not be able to finish the season, which would not be. Uh, it's been be like great. a week and a half now, too. Right? Yeah, but that's been a while. I remember. It's, it's yeah, been and, almost you know, two weeks now, too. So and there's still guys in exactly in not critical in bad condition. Just yeah, you know? still yeah. not feeling right. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's a significant thing there. Um, aside from that, I mean, fuck, the trade <laughs> deadline happened. Well, we were. <laughs> Well, we were uh, in between episodes, so we got to discuss that as well. Uh, we're going to bring some, obviously, some quick hits to you, cover all that as we usually do. And yeah, we're going to talk about the Habs a little bit in Hockey Talk. I mean, shit, let's kick it off here. Let's go with the, the Canucks off the top. Yeah, go for it, man. Uh, the Canucks, I just, man, I feel for them. Uh, this is the first team to get hit by an outbreak, as far as I know anyway, in the NHL. Uh, an outbreak that was of like the brazil or india variants i think it was the brazil variant for them one of the more contagious ones uh and the impact it's had has been brutal like it's really sad to see this uh you saw they were about to come back they had games scheduled jt miller to his credit came out speaking about how he was not prepared just, to play i was just gonna mention that's hilarious i was yeah. just gonna mention that that's my boy yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's good on him it's right dangerous to a lot of yeah yes yeah yeah it's being nice rushed seeing... is, is too dangerous for players exactly that's why I was, that's you know? i was just gonna mention that <laughs> there's also i mean there's there's long longer term complications that come from covid infections too for for a good amount of people right so like there's there's concerns <laughs> about blood clots there's concerns about long-term effects with energy with with your lungs all sorts of things brain function they're finding that there's higher incidence of uh of mental health um, struggles of some kind, like a much higher incidence. Uh, it's also, for example, because uh, I don't know if you've spoken to any of like friends or people that know people that have gone in COVID. By any chance? Uh, not really. No. I've for example, one, my girlfriend sense. has uh, one of her friends. She got it. Basically, she works in a nursing home. She got okay. it and she felt dirty. She's like, oh, I have the disease. You know what I mean? So that's like it plays on that mental part too. That's like, as mm, you were mentioning, yeah. right? So like I, I can just imagine how – like anybody would really feel like you just feel like oh I, I got it ugh, yeah. ugh, what the fuck you know and there's uncertainty I'm, I'm there disease too. like everybody's got to stay away from me kind of exactly thing, you know? yeah. like, I was like uh, and just I, you know so it, yeah. you don't like the thing too is especially when you know that there's so much we don't know and there's so much uncertainty yeah. when it comes to the longer term effects of this I mean like I'm an anxious person like I could easily see myself convincing myself I was having some like longer term mental mental health symptoms just out of fear alone you know like it's it's, it's and not just that but situation. also like you're like oh am I like because you said there's also like um, 
your health problems too, not just mental health, but health, like uh, yeah. immune system or stuff that happens yeah. with your lungs too. So like, there's all that like, oh, am I going to have problems in the future? What the fuck's exactly. going to happen later on? Kind of thing. It's just like, you're just starting to just, everything just starts piling up, right? That's so. it. And the higher incident of the blood clots too, like the, that, that affects athletes. It's, it's something you got to be very careful with. So it's, I, I, I applaud the Canucks for taking a stand here, the players, the team, whoever took a stand against uh, returning this fast. Uh, there's not even a ton to say on the subject. It's just an important thing to acknowledge right now because this could happen to any yeah, team. It, exactly. This, they're not like special. You know what I mean? Like it's the first team to get hit like this, but this it, it could be anyone next. And mm-hmm. I mean, this happened in Canada too, right? Like the the regulations are tighter here. So in the States, Very tight, yeah. here's hoping that that does not happen and that we have a, a you know nice smooth end of the season. It's just like with the way things have gone in this pandemic, it's certainly, I don't feel confident that nothing else is going to come or that there's not going to be any other outbreaks that affect the team similarly as, as this one has Vancouver. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, so, for sure. I completely yeah. agree with that. And I mean, saying uh, that, uh, we were mentioning it too before we spoke a bit, but there's no thinking ahead right now this year in, in fantasy, fantasy hockey. Yeah. Like, you can't really plan ahead right now, and you you just don't know what's going to happen, man. It's, yep. it's, it's so unforeseeable. For example, I'm not in a playoff race in our money league, but my Grubauer is, uh, Philip Grubauer is out. So if I was in that race for this week, he's out for two weeks. So if I was in that race, I'm looking at like, now we have the IR plus, but if he's out in certain leagues and you're looking at dropping this guy to make the playoffs, you know what I mean? It sucks to like, you can't really plan to have your Grubauer ready to take you across that last matchup and help you out and really get you over that, that final, get you in that last final spot or keep yeah. you in the playoffs. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, you can't plan anything nope. basically. You know? The rug has been pulled out. <laughs> it's, 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 under, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> it could happen at any moment. And it's happened to, I'm pretty sure virtually every fantasy owner. Um, yeah. Yeah. If it didn't happen to you, man, go buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Man, come on. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so everyone's gotten hit with it. It's just like now we're getting into playoff territory, and it's just like there's so much unpredictability. Like this is a year where you kind of just got to acknowledge that there's bigger things going on than fantasy hockey. Like, of course, yeah. that's the case every year, but this year, obviously, this directly affects it. But it's it like, helps. Is... No, it helped me definitely. I get less frustrated. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, whatever, man. And like, for example, I would get, I would just, I would just uh, harp, or I would just uh, cling on the fact that I, oh, for example, I didn't start my Marc Andre Fleury yeah. because Grubauer was out, let's say, you know, but it was a COVID. So I'm like, oh, okay, like whatever you know like okay yeah. i guess like i won't get my flurry win you know it's good, but i'm though. not it's and also but if i wasn't a race maybe i wouldn't think that way but like yeah honestly man i just i'm just not that angry or like i'm just not that you know i just like there's way more important stuff like you said just that's it just let's let's forget about what's just happened like it's just yeah. who cares about your your goalie start you didn't get you know man like, that's it it's the guy who has covid <laughs> yeah let him let him let him get better he's there's your goalie, bigger things you know, going on Exactly. And yeah. it's, it's, in some ways, it's yeah. healthy, too. We've had a bit of an unhealthy uh, level of commitment to fantasy in the past before where it started oh to fuck my, with our, yeah. uh, our heads. Well, not I don't yeah. want to say fuck with our heads, but just like where we get more upset and we care a little bit more than we probably yep. should. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, in that sense, it's nice. Thing, right? so. Yeah. <laughs> so in that, in that sense, <laughs> yeah. it's nice. But it's, it's a crazy year, and it's the kind of year where anything can happen in the playoffs. Um, and I, quite honestly, I think there's going to be a lot of leagues being won by teams that – didn't necessarily deserve to win or not not, not that they yep. didn't deserve to win but that the other well, team they faced didn't have a fair shot because of guys being out yeah. kind of thing you know that's it too and there's certain teams where you're like oh this guy's like winning this league or like how how can this team be and like i remember i was, telling, I was showing you my public league so like certain teams just want a fifth place team looked yeah. like crap yeah. and then you had the ninth place team that looked amazing compared to the fifth place team so yep. and i'm sure for example Fucking i mean that guy got head. hit with a bit of covid stuff during the year kind of thing right so it's oh, just yeah. maybe that's what yeah. happened to him and just had a bunch of of lost 
head-to-head matchups, right? So it's it's I don't know, man. It's uh, it's 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 a crazy year, man. It's just it is. <laughs> My first instinct when you said that was to be like, oh yeah, fucking head-to-head, you know, because sometimes head head-to-head yeah. can just screw you. You have uh, yeah. a good team and just have hard luck with matchups all year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then I remember it's a shorter that we're talking year about... too, eh? So like you can't you can't make up ground technically, right? For we're, sure. We're but when you add the weeks. like. You were talking about, like, COVID, right? Like, I wasn't even considering We were just talking about it. But you start talking about them, like, yeah, fucking head-to-head, man. Getting fucking unfair yeah, bounces. Yeah. But it's like, no, like, COVID <laughs> this trying, year. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. But, like, with COVID, you add COVID to it. And it's just, like, this is, I mean, yeah, we probably should have done a, a rotisserie this year. And even then, it's not perfect. You still would have issues with this. So, anyway. Yeah. Well, rotisserie, because rotisserie, there's a, a set amount of games you can put, right? Yeah, so everybody yeah, has the same true, If everybody reaches their cap for that position, then, yeah. you know, it's, like, it's more of an even even playing field basically right yeah so. yeah yeah probably would have been the better but way to go it's still hard man it's it's just uh, you it know is. we have to adapt as, as yeah. commissioners that's all right? you can do that's all you as a commissioners and as, as managers is all you can do is just adapt on the fly and try not to get too worked mm-hmm. up about it and know that mm-hmm. this year's crazy and just try and make the best of it have fun you know that's what it's about yeah. at the end of the day exactly uh trades exactly. okay we've had some big yeah. trades it's i'm gonna name i'm gonna list off the ones that i thought were fantasy relevant I guess yeah right? or that have the yeah. potential to be fantasy relevant and like yeah, to give you yeah, an idea yeah. like I even included Zajac in this so like it's mm-hmm. you know you're not including everyone that's going to have a big bang but just yeah yeah but you never the, know or like just yeah or go yeah. to too technically which you know yeah exactly like uh, I've got I've got Mantha going to Washington of course Taylor Hall going to Boston uh, Felino going mm-hmm. to Toronto Sam Bennett going to Florida Yanmark going to Vegas Gaudette going to Chicago Gustafson going to Montreal Carter going to Pittsburgh Mike Riley to Boston Brett Connolly to Chicago as well and Palmieri and Zajac to the Islanders mm-hmm. so some interesting Wait, okay. so we haven't really spoken about this eh so we haven't uh, yeah what trade do you like the best or who do you think is going to do the best out of all those players? Like, uh, who, like what, what's your thoughts? Uh, like, uh, let, let's go. Let's start with like, what player do you think is going to benefit the most with this new team? It's going to benefit the most from a fantasy standpoint or from like a hockey standpoint in general. I think hawk. Uh, mix in a bit of both, I guess. Yeah, mix in fantasy too, if you want. But I'm thinking more hockey general. Hockey like, in general, I think this is a great deal for Felino. I love that Felino is getting to go to Toronto here. I think he's going to fit in his hometown or yeah. hometown back where his his, his old yeah. land played. <laughs> And he's just a, he's a great all around player. Like he's the kind of guy that can slot in anywhere in the lineup. So he, he said it himself, actually, I was talking about this and they heard him kind of confirm, confirm it for me that he's like, I've been playing shutdown, like third line shutdown role in Columbus for years, you know? And like, I've done it well and I enjoy it. It's like, that was my, my role in the team. He's like, but I'm capable of doing other stuff too. And that's really what, that's how I see Nick Foligno is he's, he's the guy who he, yeah, he's a third line shutdown center who, who's really responsible and plays a tough, tight, gritty game. But he's also a guy who scored 70 points like five years ago or whatever. Not that he's going to do that again, but he does have some chops. Offensively, and you can so. slot him in on the power play, like yeah, whichever one you want to. You know, just yep. he'll do the job right. He knows what to do. He's responsible, right, with the yep. puck. So that's what's nice. I think I that like was that a great, feeling, uh, a great ad by Toronto. I think Toronto did a great job in general. They got Riddick and stuff too. I think they had a great deadline. They, this team, yep. between their off season and the deadline, like they've addressed fucking everything, dude. Like they're, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. No, for Toronto. It's funny because I was talking to one of my friends. They hate to admit they're Habs fans. Yeah. They hate to admit like, oh, Toronto's looking really good this year. You know, yeah. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I hate to admit it too. You know, after the trade deadline, I'm like, oh no. They At a certain great. point, like if you're a fan of the sport and the game beyond your own team. You got to acknowledge at a certain point. Yeah, no, it's just true. from a, it's just a hockey so, standpoint. So obvious. <laughs> yeah, they're a great team, 
and they're yeah. uh, I think they're going to open even more eyes in the playoffs because I feel like people haven't been as much as people around Canada have been seeing them more than they normally would. I feel like they're not necessarily getting the full idea of how good this team can be and i feel like we're going to see that in the playoffs that being said i'm probably going to get egg all over my face because it's toronto and they lose in the first round of i know <laughs> uh so yeah i like felino there from a fantasy standpoint like i'm looking at like mantha obviously had a first big game there in washington yeah mantha I hall scooped and... him up in all my public leagues <laughs> yeah yeah you did it's true just you got for, it just, i like him i like him to begin with anyway he's a good I'm player like streaky too right when he gets hot he gets yeah. hot so yeah. if you yeah. get that down yeah. the stretch that's that's a nice uh nice addition to make uh taylor hall in boston i'm curious about taylor hall in general like i want to talk about this there's a lot of uh criticism towards buffalo and jason is no it's not jason botterell they've gone through a lot of changes oh yeah kevin yeah, adams yeah, i remember you too, yeah they, i was uh, one of the guys actually saying mentioned this to you and I, I like that you mentioned what you're about to mention actually yeah well i mean like i i had the same thought too um that it was you know like taylor hall netted a return Bargain. of a second round pick and anders <laughs> bjork whereas several other guys felino being one of them got a, a first rounder in return so the a lot of the thought was like, well, it wasn't even wasn't even like oh man Buffalo what happened there it was a lot of like laughing you know like pointing and laughing like oh Buffalo is such a mm-hmm. fucking joke and like they mm-hmm. are don't get me wrong they are things are a fucking dumpster fire over there but <laughs> when it comes to this Taylor Hall was given a full no move when he yep. signed this deal at the beginning of the year like Buffalo knew that this was a likely scenario so Taylor Hall wanted to go to Boston. He went to Boston. That's it. Like he, he wanted to go to That's Boston. It, and he yeah. went to Boston. Like he got. They had to trade him where he wanted to go. He had full command of where he went. So yeah, he didn't. They didn't get the return Boston of another team. All the cards, but right. So it's a different situation. It's just a different situation. Yeah. It's not the same. Uh, it's it's apples and oranges. Yeah. So, um, but that's where I, it's funny because for me, for Hall would be the guy that I think might benefit a little bit more hockey and fantasy wise too. Because he's he's I remember I don't know if I told you too like Hall was speaking about not being the guy I was with you. I think you had mentioned it too, anyways. Yeah. Not being that that guy, the guy, not the one yeah. to go. No, no, no the guy. Where in Boston, to, yeah. obviously, he doesn't have to be the guy. They no. have a freaking whole line of guys. He doesn't even have to be him. the other guy. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. He can just be that. He can be that guy. Yeah, it's not like it's. Not that not guy, not guy. that guy, not that guy, maybe not that guy, but that guy. That's exactly. that's what he can do with Boston. So I think he's going to be very comfortable there, and Boston's yeah. a, they're obviously he's already got a goal, powerhouse, you know, got so, his first goal. Yeah, yeah, they are a powerhouse. So he, I mean, look, I, I, Taylor Hall in Boston could explode, right? Like with the talent that's there, if they find yeah. a way to fit him in to to benefit from the the Bergeron Pasternak, uh, the other one. Marsha, <laughs> get them to benefit from <laughs> we, we, the afterthought. No, he's no, no, no. Marshall I'm not even going to edit that out. <laughs> but no, if, if you can get him to to benefit from from their like playing with them a little bit somehow without breaking up that first line, like I, I'm, I think he could obviously be a big beneficiary there. He's not on the top power play right now, but I imagine that's probably going to change. I think Nick Ritchie's spot is a little bit threatened right now, but we'll get there when yeah. uh, when we get there. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's he's definitely one I'm looking at though in Boston is one of the ones that's got a potential to be a big winner, or to be a big like success. Uh, Carter Hart, or sorry, not Carter Hart. <laughs> Jesus, man, this is the lack of sleep. Uh, Jeff Carter, <laughs> Jeff Carter in Pittsburgh. Jeff Carter, I like that too. Actually, yeah. I picked him up in a in a league or two. I think he's someone that I'm looking at is like okay, that's interesting. Like maybe we can get a nice little uh, old man run out of him where he kind of starts to produce mm-hmm. uh, like his old days a little bit and he's like even in LA he he's not like he's not like fantasy Dude. relevant but he's been chugging along you know 
Ah, hey, nineteen points. All right, eight goals, eleven assists, and he's got yeah. hundred and nineteen shots this year. Right, there you so go. He yeah. shoots, shoots, you know, like and he's gonna keep shooting in yeah. Pittsburgh. And when you shoot over there, there's a good chance that rebounds will happen, they'll yeah. score, and those will create stuff basically. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that I, I think he's gonna be a really, really good fit with these guys, man. And Same like here. you said, just that. That old man coming in to get that win, you know, just let's go, you know, let's do it for, let's do it for Jeff, you know. Exactly. So, yeah. So. Well, so, dude, wait till Malkin's back. Like, wait till you've got a second yeah. line that's like, you know, uh, Carter, Malkin, and and Zucker, or Carter, Malkin, and McCann, or something, you know, like. Yeah. It's I'm, gonna yeah, be, that'd be nice. Yeah. So Jeff Carter is someone to, to look too, at. Playoffs man. Yep. Yeah, yeah, nice. And it's funny because nobody really, not that they don't think about Pittsburgh as like being a legitimate like threat, but like. They are, man. And this they year, are. they're oh, yeah. just doing what they do. You can't Pittsburgh count always them out. just, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. You can't Sidney Crosby, man. He's, he's not going to he's not gonna let them go down at all. You know, he's just, he's, he's the man that's driving that boat, man. It's, yeah. it's just him and it's his team. And I think uh, they're going to do some damage in the playoffs, to be honest. I think they could, yeah. I think they really could surprise. Like, I, I, I kind of, like, I saw this coming a little bit when Jim Rutherford left abruptly. When that thing was going on, like, Pittsburgh was kind of all over the place. And I mm-hmm. saw that and I was like, I think they might rally around this like it felt like a very pittsburgh thing to do just based on their history like it just mm-hmm. felt like something that was coming and they have like they've been a really good team they're not the same team as the beginning of the year they're not the same team as the bubble last year they look mm-hmm. really that's good true. And it's true. i think yeah a lot of that's culture right? Eh? i think like a lot of that like you said when you're being led by Sidney crosby when you're being led by malkin like the culture demands a certain a certain level from its players and I think that leads to overachieving teams. I think that's where you you really have everyone buying in and everyone sort of become they're they're they're, they're like. For example, it's a good it's for example because you're talking about that good examples of that actually happening is Jerry McCann doing really well and Brian yes. Russ doing actually really really well in yeah. the past two years. You know what I mean? So it's just it's such a testament to what you're saying right now. It's did he bring and even to a certain degree because Gensel has talent and he's young so there's potential but like Gensel too like come on man this kid's just he's exploded in the past two yeah. three years you know so it's just like it's like I said that's a very good point to bring up that like with that mentality all these players have the greatest tools to succeed you know yeah. what I mean that's just that's a very good point there actually uh, yeah and it kind of just occurred to me too I was just like I, I look back on all these Pittsburgh teams since they were a powerhouse and like we've had yeah. several Pittsburgh teams that like on paper aren't that much to look at and they even <laughs> again like they'll have starts of the season like this where it's like oh they're actually not that great but then they round into form figure it out and all of a sudden they look like Pittsburgh again despite the fact that they don't have the same it's, it's they always have that Pittsburgh these. identity man it's crazy yeah, where they exactly. just fall back into exactly. that you know it's it's so great yeah. to see it's uh it's, it's, it's really something cool. like for dude once again Malkin's out Sydney takes over <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> right like, when you think, another like Pittsburgh thing to happen you know that's it as soon as you think like oh Malkin's out this is gonna be bad maybe they're gonna slide nope not at all. Not gonna happen. Uh, and Jerry too was shaky. McCann. Remember, oh, their goaltending's not all what it is, you know, or yeah. it used to be. So, yeah. and yeah, Tristan Jerry's really since that awful, awful start, and believe me, it was awful. I had him. Yeah, I have him. Yeah. Uh, but he's really rounded into form. He's played much better hockey since then. He's somehow got his yep. save percentage up to nine oh nine, which, with how bad it was, was it's, it's, it's impressive. Take my word for it. Bad, uh, horrendous. Uh, aside from Jeff Carter, I like Palmieri and uh, the Islanders and some under the radar guys that I'm looking at. I mean, Mike Riley in Boston, we're going to talk about him after, but he's on the top yeah. power play. I think he's an underrated guy to look at. I just scooped him up in one league. He could have like some real high upside there. Um, Definitely. Also, I look at Connolly and uh, who was it? Gaudette. Connolly and Gaudette in Chicago. And I think like mm-hmm. with all the line juggling that's gone on there, 
if one of these guys ends up next to Patrick Kane, it could be big. I for think either personally of them. for them too, I think in the playoffs, that's where these two are going to have a really big effect. Yeah. If Chicago does make it, I think yeah. that's where you're really going to see the, um, the advantage of advantages of having these two guys on yeah. your team. They're good depth guys and they work really, really hard. Connerly too on remember on, um, on, uh, he won with, uh, Washington. Washington, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Right. So he's, he's got that, that, that winter mentality too. He's, he knows what it takes, kind of yeah. thing. It's it's all cliches, obviously. But no, it's, it's just, true though. Like I, it's he he's been there the before. These guys you want on your team just to have on under the year top guys. You yeah, know? it's it's and they can play with the top guys. And these are the guys that yeah. like they can do. I, I have to guess. I'm 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 speculating and I'm just you know, saying. But like I think in the playoffs is where it's really going to pay off to have these guys on your team. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's going to be a big benefit there. And I think in the meantime, if they if one of these guys finds some chemistry with Kane, I mean that's great. Like uh, they're they're right. both they both yeah. got underrated skill. Connolly just always seems to find a way to chug along, get his twenty goals or whatever. He he just always yeah. does like decent production, shoots yeah. a good amount. I think too, if I'm not mistaken. And like Goddard is has underrated skill. Goddard's really overachieved every step of the way every year since getting drafted, basically. And it kind of he I don't know if world is welcome is the right word, but like he, he needed a fresh start from Vancouver. So I'm excited to see if he does well in Chicago. Like may sometimes that's all a young talented player needs is that fresh start. And all of a sudden yeah. they're, they're back on track. And yeah. Nice yeah the potential sure. shows up again. Aside from that, I want to just say something quick on Eric Gustafson. I think Gustafson is an intriguing guy. I don't, he was a guy who put up 60 points, 17 goals, what three seasons ago when he had that season, it ended. And a lot of the people in the analytics crowd were kind of saying like, this guy's going to have some serious regression here. Like, a lot of signs pointed to that season being a bit fluky. And that's proven to be true. Uh, I'm not at all expecting him to be a 60-point defenseman. If you're, you know, going over an 82-game season, I'm not expecting him to be a 15-goal defenseman or anything like that. But I do think with the struggles that Montreal is having in general, but also on the power play, he should get an opportunity to show that he can do that or to... to, to be the spark. So I think he's got a good opportunity to, to, to make something happen. And he wants to do that. He wants to be that guy again and, and do it in Montreal. So I'm curious about him. I don't, I'm not expecting yeah. it, but I'm curious. There's something no, there. But what's you know, cool. Like, Cause I know you always talk about upside, right? I think yeah, this guy's upside exactly. is pretty decent. Cause let's say you got him slotted, uh, you know, second or third pairing and he starts scoring a bit more and gets a bit more power play time. It's yep. that kind of guy that could just, I don't know, hit that 30-point mark as a defenseman and get well, a couple points it. on the power play, you know. There's yeah. nothing crazy on defense, you know. That's why you have him in the second or third pairing. Like exactly. Third pairing, you know. Third so, pair, but, like, yeah. he'll get you something. He's a good skater. Yeah. I'm interested to see how he actually does in Montreal, to be honest. We'll Me be too. watching them, right? So I'm very curious. And that's the it's the kind of defenseman. It's not the, the caliber of that defenseman that I'd like, but it's the kind of defenseman that mm-hmm. I wanted them to get. I feel like they do need yep. that yep. puck mover. I felt like they probably would have been better off adding one, adding one rather, uh, instead of adding Edmondson. Granted, Edmondson's obviously had a good seed. Look at the plus minus. He's amazing. Best fucking defenseman in the oh, world. So, oh, my so God. So good, man. Yeah, come on. He's, 10 million he's never get scored on. Yeah. No, anyway, he is having a good <laughs> They should year, always right? remember you're saying they should always have Edmondson on so they'll never lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just keep him on 60 minutes a night. You'll be fine. No, anyways, he is having a good year. I don't want to take too much of a shot. That's a shot at no, plus minus, not a Joel Edmondson. Um, we're, just, yeah. we're just Josh and the, the plus minuses. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. But anyways, that was it's the kind of player that I thought Montreal would have been better suited getting like a Tyson Barry type of guy. And you know, it's Eric Gustafson. I had a lot, I heard a lot of fucking people. There was some analytics crowd chatter too of like, you know, they got rid of Mete just to replace him with a guy who's worse or got to replace him with like the same thing. I just want to say like, I get it. I like Mete. I think no matter what he needed to be moved and that probably wasn't his fault. I think Montreal fucked up his development. I think it was more on them than anything. 
Big time. Um, big time. They never gave him the right opportunities, man. No. Yes, thank they, you. They Love really that. gave him a, a shitty development. But that being said, at this point, yes. he needed to be moved. And if Victor Mete goes on to be a very good player on another team, he wasn't going to be that Senators. in Montreal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if he doesn't on the other Senators, <laughs> that wasn't going to happen on Montreal. So, like, blame them all you want for the development aspect of it, but mm-hmm. getting rid of him was an inevitability, and there was no trade market for him. All that said, there is no fucking world where Victor Mete is getting 60 points in a year. I know a lot of bounces and things went his way for that to happen Man. for Gustafson. There is no way Victor Mete is getting 17 goals and 60 think, points in a season. I think you're season. right there, man. Uh, if, if he does, then I'll... That's I'll, a, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll kill you, but I'm I'm on, I'm on that page with you. But like, I'd be uh, thrilled I, for I, him. But I'll, I will bet a lot of money on that too. You know, that's, that's yeah. probably not going to happen. You know, so. fluke or not fluke, seventeen goals and sixty points in a season for a defenseman is very impressive. So mm-hmm. even if the truth lies somewhere in between the shitty play that he's been showing the past year and a half and that sixty point season, I don't think it's irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like I think it's still. Yep says something about him that he was capable of having a season like that in the NHL. So mm-hmm. Gustafson's a guy I'm looking at. Um, again, we just talked about him probably for far longer than necessary. He might not do anything. I, know. But I was just about to mention. <laughs> yeah. He's probably not going to do anything, but regardless, we just, there's, there's just something to touch there. on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let's do a quick Bobrovsky watch. Okay. Bobrovsky watch. Bobrovsky watch. Okay. Uh, Bobrowski, what's been going on with Bob? He's on the case. Uh, it's not Tell going great. Tell me his great. cases. All right. What he's got? What he's got? Tell me his cases. So what's in the past two Bobrovsky? weeks, one win, two losses, three or three goals against average, nine ten save percentage. Oof, no he's struggling a little bit on his cases. He's, he's working struggling. those long nights, you know. He's, yeah. he's really going working overtime. <laughs> he's missing his partner uh, Ekblad. It's tough. It's tough. True, true. His partner, no, like, his partner in crime. Well, actually, he's a he's a cop. He can't be a partner in crime, I guess. True. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> to say that is to assume that cops aren't criminals. So. <laughs> <laughs> so his, his partner in crime is injured <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh boy oh fuck maybe that's why he was so successful in Columbus maybe he was a dirty cop back then <laughs> just, just getting the shutouts the yeah like crookedly getting shutouts and stuff yeah. <laughs> now he's trying to be clean and really yeah he's trying to clean up his act in Florida and it's just not working he's getting paid the big bucks right so he's gotta be yeah. clean cop now Oh God! Fuck, it's funny. Okay, that this has been Bobrovsky Watch. Okay, let's do some quick hits. Let's dive in. All right, quick let's hits. Go, I'm gonna man. do. Uh, right. we'll, we'll start with you. We'll you start with you. Start with me. Cool. Yeah. All right. Name three guys you're considering dropping. I got Timo Meyer, Victor Olvson, and Mikhail Sergachev. I don't like saying th- it, but yeah. Three guys you're considering adding. Victor Arvidsson, Jeff Carter. We spoke about him before, and Mike Riley. Three guys getting no respect. Got Mike Hoffman at 58%, Josh Bailey again at 12%, and George Tall at 61%. All right, and lastly, give me three guys on the top power play that you're looking at who are less than 60% rostered. Frank Vitrano, 24%, Joel Farabee, 45%, and Alex Galchenyuk at 21%, my friend. Nice. Good picks. All right. All right. All right. And for you, my good sir, name three guys you're considering dropping. All right, so Clayton Keller, Victor Olofsson, and Nick Suzuki. God damn it, why Nick Suzuki? Three guys you're considering adding. <laughs> Jonathan Drouin, Frank Vitrano, and Jonathan Marcheseau. Three guys getting no respect. Jordan Stahl at 61%, Victor Arvidsson mm-hmm. at 45%, and Jason Robertson at 43%. Three guys on top power plays that you're looking at who are less than 60% rostered. Uh, Mike Riley at 9% in Boston, <laughs> Kyler Yamamoto 43% in Edmonton, and Jared McCann 41% in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Good, good. All right. Shall so we? Let's get uh, into it. You want to start or I start? 
Uh, you can start. You can start. Let's hear your three guys you're considering dropping. All right. So I start off with Timo Meyer. Um, basically, he's 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 had his struggles this season. He's he's been picking up a little bit, but he's he's I should have dropped him a little while back, I guess. But uh, he's still ranked 94 in public leagues, believe it or not. So that's why I was really I wasn't sure about doing this. But in the past. 10 games. He's got two goals, two assists, one power play points, and 14 hits. It's it's nothing crazy, but like San Jose is not Solid. really the team that they were supposed to be. It's just, yeah. you know, he's, 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 I don't know. And then I get, like I said, it pains me. Uh, two guys on this list that I have pains me to say like dropping him, but like there's just other options that I'd rather take with less plus minuses or maybe more hits or, you know, there's just other guys I'd rather add with the trades happening too. Mantha, for example. There's a couple of guys I'm like, ah, I'll take the chance and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let go of Timo Meyer kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's, anyways, he's, he's got a little less goals than usual. Only eight goals on the season too. So it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just, like it's you said, like, San Jose, you know? Yeah. Dropping it's more uh, the San Jose factor. Yeah. yeah. Dropping yeah, San Jose which, guys this year is kind of like, you know, eh. You know, even if they're yeah, which, doing uh, decent. I even looked like Logan Couture too is another one that was like, I was thinking about too, but yeah. he's like, it's kind of one of those guys, kind of like Larkin. You kind of keep them anyways on your team because they'll produce still. Yeah. Kutcher kind of has that tendency to do that a bit more, you know. But like, I'm still looking at dropping him too. That was it was another San Jose guy, right? So, anyways, uh, yeah, a little comparison there. So I got also a Victor Olsen, man. Olsen has obviously dropped off because of Buffalo, and they're not super super crazy he hasn't yeah. been that bad in the last 10 games he's, he's done fairly well but it's just nothing compared to what he used to be basically so yeah last well year he had a great start play goals and yeah exactly great start he's got no power play points in the last 10 i think in the last like it's been a while at least it's, 15 it's, games yeah it's been a long been a time since a power play point you know what mm-hmm. i mean just a point you know his jack eichel goal was on march 2nd all right <laughs> so yeah it's been, jack eichel it's going a, down a while. hurt him quite a bit oh shit no never mind February 23rd. That was a hit that he got. Shoot, man. Since February 23rd, he hasn't had a power play point. Yeah. My God. So it's just been a while. And if you're looking, if it's obviously a category in, in public leagues, oh, um, you always thought Victor Olsen, man, this guy gets you power play goals, right? And he doesn't hit much either, too. So it's just, and I just think you're looking to drop. Buffalo's kind of, you know, you know yeah. what's happening. So, and my last guy was uh, Michael, uh, Mikhail Sergachev. So, he's got in the last 10 games only three assists, one power play point, 29 shots, and only five hits. I like this hmm. guy because he, he, he hit a lot last he usually year. Hits and shoots, so, that's why yeah. I liked him. I, 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 like, even though he was just putting up points here and there, he's uh, maybe in a regular season, he's a 30 to 40 point guy, but he would get a, a good amount of hits. So, that's why I liked him. And this year, he got that chance on the power play. And he's getting a good good amount of power play chances too he's got seven points on the season two on the power play 25 points total you know what i mean so that's not too bad that's not a shortened season two you know so he's been doing fairly well and i must say in the last three games he's he's been doing well let's go to power play point last three games three assists that's that's just the thing there you go we were obviously writing this during the week right technically yeah and he went like uh i think it was a good seven or eight game stretch without any points that's why i was kind of like oh like it's yeah maybe the odd man out well tampa like thing you know they just got David Savard too, so you wonder like how much it's gonna cut into his ice time, like if it will that at too. all. Savard you know, has a, had a bit more of that. Players. That's a very good point too. He had but. a little more of an offensive season this year too. He's been just oh, has he? Yeah. Just well, not points wise, but he's just been driving the play driving a bit play more. A more? Washington okay. Columbus and last year too. So I don't know if I was talking to you about his offensive 
capabilities too sure. but like he, he can he can move the puck around man he's he's got yeah. something it's, it's weird yeah. it's just you don't think about it because it's david savard you know he's not like really. a pure shutdown guy he can move the puck for yeah sure. he's a two-way exactly. guy he's like a so, modern shutdown yeah. you know the guy that can that's a good point skate, too he can move the yeah. puck but like yeah. i said two guys on this team they pain me it pains me to, to want to drop them you know like for uh, sure so, yeah yeah all right for you my good friend uh for me three three guys i'm considering dropping clayton keller uh i'm considering dropping because he's fucking dried up it's been uh, nine games, I think. He's had two points since past nine. He was doing well. He was rolling, uh, and he's slowed down a lot. I don't think there's been any power play production in that time either. Uh, there hasn't. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's just uh, I'm, I'm getting a little tired. I, I kind of want to drop him, but it, the, I'd be dropping him in the money league that we're both in, and I know that if nobody else bid on him, you would at least. So I know he would be getting picked up uh, if I dropped him. Victor Olofsson, same reasons as you. Uh, Nick Suzuki... Yeah. This is. I'm actually kind of happy with my teams at this point. I think we talked about this a bit too. Is like it's we're you're, it's a bit tough at this point in the year to find guys you're considering dropping because you're you're settling into your team a little bit and you're you're yep. gearing up for the playoffs. You're about stretch. to go in the playoffs, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and I think we've also had the benefit of having like our guys that didn't necessarily the guys we didn't necessarily draft. You know, the guys that we've added throughout the year, they've been doing well for us, right? So like yeah. we haven't really had yeah. these guys that we could drop. Especially you got a lot of nice pickups. Yeah, I've league, had some actually. really nice ones. I got a couple here and there, but you got some really, really good fuck, uh, really, yeah. really good ones. You know? Well, I got the fucking Tolvanen. I had Robertson, uh, Robertson McCann, McCann. Tolvanen, yeah, yeah. I uh, uh, just picked you got someone, a bunch, man. someone up as well. Yeah, I've had some I, good I picks don't want to be in that situation where you can't drop a guy too. You know? I know it's it's frustrating. It is. It's genuinely it's it's frustrating. <laughs> like I picked him up for like this week's games, but uh, no, I can't drop. I ended up dropping you know? <laughs> Jack Hughes in our league because I wanted to get Mike Riley. I've got Grizzly on the IR, but I wanted to get Riley uh, in there because mm-hmm. he's on the top power play in Boston. And if you mm-hmm. listen to the show, you know how much that means to us. So <laughs> I was yep. like, this is a guy <laughs> that probably should get scooped up. And he had like dude he had like twenty three minutes in last night's or his last game. I think yeah. it was last night. He's he's playing. That. Big minutes, more than he played in Ottawa yeah. by like three, four, five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Nick Suzuki. I, I just his points keep trickling in. I watch the Habs every game; they're my team, so I'm, I'm watching them more than anyone else. And like, even when he doesn't look implicated in games like he is at his best, the production still trickles in. So I'm not like genuinely trying to drop him here. It's just like he's been slower for a little while. He hasn't gone through a nice hot streak where he's really imposing himself on the game script and i don't know i would just i'd like to see that come but in the meantime as long as he's trickling in that production i'm not going to actually drop him so i was kind of grasping at straws on this one uh yeah, three... it's, it's considering dropping you know yeah you're yeah not actually exactly dropping it, right? so, actually so. do it uh three, three guys are considering <laughs> adding. we're guys? telling other people to do it. exactly consider exactly. <laughs> so. you guys consider it i'm, I'm kidding in a public I'm, league I'm though like hold. it is you know in a public league, especially, yeah. he's you look. There at might be something harder, out there. That's why there might be exactly. something. Uh, like you said, you're you're looking at other options. You might uh, be able to, yeah. You, know. you might be able to trade up, so to speak. You know, like with a, just mm-hmm. a waiver ad that would. Oh, all of a sudden, like look at this guy. He's going to get me better production than Nick Suzuki. So you know, it makes yeah. sense. And then in that case, you do it. Uh, three guys you're considering mm-hmm. adding. What do you yeah. got? You want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah, go first. Cool. Uh, I got Victor Arvidsson. I've always liked him. He's he's one of those hardworking players. Nope. And uh, he first showed up in the like I really noticed him more in the playoffs with Nashville. Uh, I think it was now. Now that I know know my years of when Gustafson got his amazing season, <laughs> I'm gonna say three years ago or four years ago. <laughs> That's where I noticed him basically. And um, it's just his his style of play. He just I love it when he just drives that net. Yeah. And also he's got that just small little guy goes down the wing and just takes that slap shot and just creates opportunities. He's, I don't know, he's feisty on the ice. Shoots so, like crazy. It, his last 10 game, once again, I'm going with stats here, but this is nothing to really uh, get away from. Like he's, he's got six goals and four assists in his last 10 games with 28 yeah. shots and 
Only 8 hits, but still. 10 points in the last 10 games. Nothing on the power play. That's the only thing that I want to say. But yeah. you never know. He might get that chance. It's just uh, Preds have a weird setup this year. With, yeah, also, they're... with Philip Forsberg out too. I don't know how much longer he's going to be out. I think Victor Arvidsson has kind of benefited from that too. So it's, And Forsberg, he's, he's week to week, they keep saying. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't they're know so if it's this weird. week or next week. So, you know. Nashville's so that's so why weird. Arvidsson might be a nice little option at that point, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, like, I have I held him on my team all year in the cash league because I needed his shots. We're in a categories league. And, like, that was yeah, – yeah. I needed the shots. Yeah, he, he shoots a lot. Yeah. Um, like I said, he comes down that wing and just claps it on it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he's, he's starting to pick it up. He's had two three-point games in his last – Four, I want to say, or six. I think four. I think four. I think past four games. I'm pretty sure he's got yeah, two, four three games. Point games. Yeah, four games. Yeah, I think you're so, right. So yeah. yeah, he's a streaky guy too. He's been known to. I mean, fuck, he had that 34 goals in like what was it like five? Sorry, five, five games. games last five games. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a three goal game on in that fifth game. Oh, okay. And last, okay, last five. There you go. Yeah, last five. Last five. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's just he's a, he's a talented player. It's just Nashville's a fucking mess. He's on the top power player over there too, if I'm not mistaken. It's just like Nashville's not. They're 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 weird. They're weird. They're winning lately. Yeah, They've really it's turned it around. Strange this year. Yeah, but it's they're not weird. Just it's. Uh, I guess they fit. They fit the uh, the script this year of everything just kind of being yeah, different, strange, being right? Fucky. So yep, you can't really do. expect anything from anybody, right? So no, nope, yeah. it's true. Yeah. So I got uh, also we we spoke about Jeff Carter too. I had him there too. Nice. So I think mostly basically because of the trade boost. You know, he got traded. He's going to want to perform for his new team. He shoots a ton. And he was actually having an okay season with with LA. It wasn't the greatest there, but like he's still he's still producing. I remember him just all like you said, like I like that expression of like points are just like kind of trickling in even though he's yeah. on LA, you know what I mean? So it's just it's nice. I think I think he's really going to benefit from having a a, a nice good foundational good team you know what i mean it's just, it's gonna be it's gonna be only gonna benefit him i don't know he's always got he's got that 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 good shot too he's, he's one of those players just that that this uh the uh deceptive wrister that pops up out of nowhere you know what i mean he's he's, he's good like that he knows he knows the game so well and the ice so well too he's, he knows where everybody has to be he's, he's got a good mind like he's, he's an older guy right so it's just like when you play for that long you know where to be on the ice you know what spots to be you know where the puck's gonna be yeah. you know and i don't know and that's easy to predict with Sidney crosby on the ice if yeah. ever that does happen you know for him yeah. so that's there's always that off chance that let's say he does get you know paired up with him too you know so that's it's it. a nice little yeah and I had Mike Riley, which we had spoken to him. We spoke about him too, and I think yeah, we you had, did you have him on your list too, actually? As uh, on this, no, not on not on adding, but I do have him later. Oh no, yeah, the power, the power play. play, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I actually don't want to elaborate too too much because I want you to mention a bit too because we had spoken to him a bit about. But I'm just gonna say he's he's on the first power play, obviously, like you said. Yeah, and he he. He's just he's got seven seven assists and two power play points in his last ten games. So yeah. that's with Ottawa. You know, he was he was he, and he's still getting his power play time in Boston. First so power play. I, I'm yeah. thinking that uh, that yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, so it, I think it's just gonna just, just gonna benefit him, and it's, it can't it can't not. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually we're gonna I want you to elaborate a little bit on him when you when you mention him for the power play. So I'm gonna yeah, let you sure. uh, take the reins there. But yeah, that's sure. just one of the guys I like a lot. Definitely. All right, for you, your guys. Uh, so Jonathan Drouin, and this is just gut feeling. Uh, this is purely gut <laughs> like feeling. That. Montreal struggling. Uh, Drouin has been. It's weird. So his production has been, you know, weaker than in years past. He's he can't seem to score, uh, but he's played better hockey than he has at any point in his career this year. He's been a much more well-rounded player. He's he's much more committed to the fundamentals. 
He's really keeping his feet moving. He's getting invo- involved in the boards. It's been a much more energetic and engaged Jonathan Drouin this year, but it hasn't translated to offensive success. And even in past years when he's been struggling, um, granted with a less complete game, he still found a way to go through hot streaks every year, at least for a stretch, he was producing a good amount. And he hasn't really had that this year. Again, like he's had the bit of a trickle mm-hmm. coming in, not nothing to make him worth owning or rostering. Um, but he's, his points are coming in. It's just like, he hasn't, it, it just hasn't happened for him yet this year. So I've, I've got a feeling there's been a lot of chatter too. You're seeing a lot of questions being asked in the media about that, about uh, his performance. And he's saying, you know, I need to be better at all that. I feel like he's going to respond this time. I feel like it's going to be a, he's going to bounce back and he's going to be, one of the, the better players down the stretch. And this is just purely gut feeling, and I'm probably going to be wrong. Uh, okay. Yeah, but uh, he's got the right coach to help him with that. Yeah, well, again, I think Ducharme. he's got the right coach for that. Yeah. All that success they had together in uh, in the QMJHL, hopefully it, it transfers over. relationship together. They have a good relationship technically, too. They do. I'm, so I'm told, you know, so yeah. it's all. So here's, here's hoping just... that comes. Um, yeah. Frank Vetrano just keeps I scoring like goals. That. This guy just keeps scoring goals. It's crazy. Ah, I mean, he's, he's getting a little Frank more Vichano. ice time now. In, lately in Florida, he is. Yeah, he's he's great. He's just he just gets it done, dude. In the last two weeks, he got four goals, six points, two power play goals. Like he's, I I, I don't even I don't know. He just keeps getting it done. Frank Fortuna, yeah, man, buddy. he's, he's top power yeah, play buddy. too. No, he's one of your guys. No, yeah, he's one of my guys. Yeah. I was gonna, I'll I'll mention a couple more things. Uh, yeah, we'll get to I'll let you tackle him quickly. Yeah, yeah, he's just cool. he's cool. just been. Thanks. I've been watching him for a while, and he just keeps keeps performing. So that's why I like him. Yeah. Marcheso, yeah, buddy, Marcheso's heating up. And uh, last month, three goals, eight assists, three power play points, sixty-three shots in the last Dude, month. If you if you can add Marcia so fuck man, let's go, man. Like, yeah. I, I would I, I I told this to Jared or one of our friends. I, I he he remembers. He's like, yo, you never drop Marcia so like he yeah. just does stuff all the time. Like, like you, he's just gonna be good all year. And like ever since his first season with Vegas, he's just been, I won't say money, but he's just such a constant producer, man. Just yeah. his seasons are always great. He'll get you that he's sixty consistent. point to seventy point season probably in a regular. Like he'll he can get there, man. He can get there. Just give him his time. Just just let's go. And like when he does, man, he's such he's a smaller guy too, so he's got that fight in him, you know. So. I'm just looking right it's now. It's your guy. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, no, no. It's, <laughs> these were all great things. While you were doing that, I was literally opening up my fantasy app to go and look at the league that he's available in. And mm-hmm. go figure. It's a league that I have uh, Nick Suzuki in. Oh, maybe. Am I doing uh, this? Get a little swap there. <laughs> I've also got William Nylander, who's been out for everybody's coming back soon. So long. I don't know. Yeah. I got some thinking to do here. I got some. I definitely mm-hmm. got some thinking to do. Because Marsh, so yeah, decisions. he's eighty percent rostered or eighty-seven percent rostered, right? Like, so it's it's the reason I'm he looking used at to be him. only like eighty-one. He's been going up slowly. He's you heating know? up, so, but yeah. like, yeah, if he's available, man, jump on that, man. Yeah. Just come on, you cannot, you will not regret it. Basically, he's a big, big time player. He's a clutch guy. He shows up when it matters. Like he's yes. a he's a good player. Yes, should I? Am I doing guy. this? Am I dropping Suzuki for Marsh? So I think I probably should do it right now. Live, live, do it now. <laughs> On the cast. I'm taking this couch. I'm doing it. <laughs> nice. It's I easier like than it. we're making it. Um, <laughs> we're backing up your own little theories, right? So yeah, you know, we're not just I'm talking putting my money where my mouth is here. <laughs> exactly. I just went in the span of like ten minutes. I went from like, yeah, I, I put Suzuki here just as like a placeholder. I'm not actually going to drop him to fucking dropping him <laughs> to dropping him and taking the guy that I said I was going to add. Man of my word. For, yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. So those are those are my three uh, considering adding, and one of them no longer applies because he's on my team. He's three guys, <laughs> three guys getting no respect. Who do you got? 
All right, so I'm going to start off with uh, Mike Hoffman. He's still only 58% owned. This is a guy that should be hovering around the 70 80% or something. You know, I know he was healthy scratch, and I've held on to him, and I think it was with you we have him in one of our leagues. We just held on to him, right? So yeah. just, it's, it's Mike Hoffman, man. Like, we weren't sure what was really happening and this and that, but... Uh, scores goals. Since... Since still, because it's crazy. He got scratched, came back, scored a goal, and then got scratched again. Remember, he got scratched once again, yeah. and we're just like, "What's happening? Why is he getting scratched?" He scored, and he's, he got 16 minutes, and he had a good amount of playing. Six. It, it was his longest games in, I think it was almost half a month that since since he got scratched. Anyways, which he had a lot of ice time too, so it's not like he wasn't getting played. He was getting utilized the right way. So I'm like, "All right, perfect. He's gonna come back." And then he gets healthy scratched again, you know. And that's usually the coach's decision, right? So. Yeah. It's, it's I, it was weird to see, and then when he came back again from that other second healthy scratch, pops in a couple of goals, and then the last game he just played, he got two goals, one assist, yeah, one on the power play, you know, and he Three got another play power points. play, yeah, exactly, you know, and a power play assist too, and he got a power play goal before that too. So like now they're using him, and he's only I think he's only on the second power play on top of that, you know. Yeah, Hoffman's and a weird, one. a weird bird, man. I don't know what's going on yeah. behind the scenes with Hoffman. Um, I know, like, I, look, he's not a complete player. He's a, he's a scorer. He's, he's not at all. Yeah, scores yeah, goals. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it seems like there's more to it with him. It feels like everywhere he goes, there's the fucking chatter about him being an issue in the locker room, and then there's weird stuff like this, like you said, man. Like he's. <clears throat> he's producing, he's doing well, and he's still kind of in the doghouse. And like he did, he did yeah. slow down. I sh- we should say like he did very much yep. dry up. Yep. But yep. I don't know, who knows? Yeah. Maybe that, maybe it was just trying to spark him and it's worked. I mean, he's got fucking five points in the past two games. So it must, uh... I'm just thinking too, the healthy scratches really brought down his own percentage, obviously, right? Some people yeah. who need certain players to, on him. to do something, yeah. not just a guy that's a healthy scratch, you know? And this is a guy that like you count on the, him to get, power play points to shoot a lot too right so like you're like hmm i gotta switch someone out because i need all these stats that i was hoping to get from hoffman you know so like, yeah. i understand you know so that's that's why i'm just saying that's a good one good i respected choice. him that much that i kept him throughout that whole yeah, thing and i even I picked you. him up <laughs> i picked him up after the healthy scratch because someone dropped him in one of my other leagues and then like he got scratched again and i'm like ah oh, no and i'm like i'm gonna keep him i don't care you, you know and it's paid off for now you know obviously but i'm just saying i just diamond I have hands, a, maybe ottawa fan too uh I don't care what his wife said to Carlson's wife and this and that. Like, it's their own problems. I understand it's very, very terrible and it's not. But, like, it's as a player I'm talking about, you know? That's as well. Yeah. I hope that doesn't have anything to do with his attitude in the room, too, or maybe the players with their attitude with him, too, you know? So I'm Hopefully just saying, not. Yeah. fantasy-wise, you know? Yeah, it's, just, it's strange. Like, it's a, it's a, he's a weird bird, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So my, my second guy was Josh Bailey. Still only 12% owned. Like, right, come on. Right. <laughs> Josh Bailey, baby. He's got two goals, five assists, and one power play points in his last 10 games. Doesn't shoot much, doesn't hit much. I understand. But this guy's just putting up points. And yeah, I have him in. That's uh, funny because I got him in one of our leagues that doesn't count hits or shots. And he's, so <laughs> <laughs> and he's on a second power play. And I find the Islanders, they, 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 they score by committee, I find. They just have a bunch yeah. of guys that just put up points here they and there. You have do. Barzell, obviously the yeah. top dog or whatever. But like they just score by committee. So I think he, and he always chips in. As part of that committee, so uh, I like him like that. Like, anyways, twelve percent old man. Like, that's the low. That's, yeah, there, there's no, there's no respect there. It's just, just come on, man, come on. It's a little low. It's a little low. <laughs> yeah. And my last guy was Jordan Saul, sixty-one. But this is kind of hard. This I was remember I was having trouble getting through with this list, and I yeah. saw you had you him too. I think yeah. so. I was like uh, Jordan Saul. He's only sixty-one percent owned. And I only say this because he gets points all across the board. Yeah. His He's productions always, continue. Always, always. Yeah. Red hot start. Wow, look, I was just once again looking at the stats again. Thirty-one points, eighteen assists, thirteen goals, eleven power play points. You know what I mean? So that's just 
that's that's nice, man. That's wow. I got yeah. I've refreshed my mind once again. It's wow. And he's got 97 hits on the year too. So come wow, on, yeah. you know, like uh, get this guy in your lineup. The only thing like I said I've been saying before is the he's only a center lock. So I, yeah. I understand that too, where you steer away from that. That's the only. But he's actually maybe, like you know? the crazy thing is Jordan Stahl is having a good enough year this year that it's not crazy to have him as one of your center locks in a public league. He's actually yeah. having or that good of your, year. Like three center locks. That's there, like one of your your three like center yeah. possibilities or whatever. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. well, dude, think about it. If if you somehow had seen this coming and you drafted Jordan Stahl as like your number two center in a public league, mm-hmm. and you you load it up on the wings and in net and defense or whatever as like mm-hmm. you, this part of the sacrifice, you're sitting mm-hmm. fucking pretty, right? Like, so even if uh, he is sure. one of your top two centers, if you just so happen to luck into that. And at least, hopefully, have at least one other center who's giving you good production. I mean, that's not bad either. If you're, as long as you're making up the difference in another area on your team. Mm-hmm. And once again, it's it's categories all all over the board, man, all across the board. Yeah. So it's just, and he's even a plus four, just to you yeah. you guys up a bit. Yeah, he's a plus, he's a plus four exactly. Four and right? it's, it, <laughs> he had an insanely hot start to the year, and yeah, that cooled off, but he kept going. So the production mm-hmm. continued to be stable, to, to, to be across the board. Like he just continued to produce beyond that. The shooting percentage is coming back down to earth. I think it's around like 16, 17% right now, which is still high for him, but it's not like 30% or whatever stupid he was shooting when he was hot at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The guy's ranked, uh, It's it, look, it's been a while since that hot streak. In the last month, he's ranked 66th in Yahoo Public Leagues or in Yahoo Leagues, <laughs> wow. whatever you want to say. Yeah, that's so, still pretty yeah. decent. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, it would be public leagues, actually, yeah. This is the public league. You're in a public, sir? Right. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, um, server. Jeez. Too much DayZ, man. Too much DayZ. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> You're in a public no server. No such thing. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so those are my three, three guys. Those are your three guys, eh? No, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, those are three I, guys, yeah. I had Stahl as well. We just yeah, talked about him. Same exactly. reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Victor Arvidsson. We've talked about him as well. He's just he's heating up. Yes, he's uh, he's yeah. he's the kind of guy who's uh, certainly capable of playing at a level that warrants you know eighty something, maybe even ninety percent owned. It just obviously hasn't happened much this year. He's heating up. He's streaky. It might be time to get him. Forty five percent seems low. Jason Robertson, forty three percent. This guy's been a bona fide first line player. Holy crap! For a month. Eh? You know, yeah. Oh my god, man. In the last month. In Yahoo Public Leagues, he's ranked 18th. He's got eight goals, eight assists, plus 11, three power play points, 85 shots. He's playing on the first line. He was playing on the top power play for a while there. They've juggled juggled the the lines there. He's not right now. He's on the second. Still, I have him, and he keeps producing even strength. Like, he wasn't getting a ton of power play production anyway. Hopefully, it keeps uh, coming in. Rookie, if I'm not mistaken. Rookie. Rookie Yeah, we've been talking about rookies, haven't we? Not really, no. Jason Robertson is is up there. That guy's something, man. Uh, a big yeah, fan of Jason uh, Robertson and what he's doing. Uh, three guys play. on the top power play who are less than sixty percent rostered. Who are you looking at? Yep. So we had Frank Vitrano before, which yep. we didn't. We elaborate a little bit yeah, on touch him on before. Him. He's yeah. only twenty four percent owned. So we spoke about his speed. He's one that really drives the play, and he can pretty much shift the game into his favor really, really quick. And I've been watching a bit more of Florida, and like, holy crap, this kid is fast as hell, man. I got fast in caps here. He's Fast, 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 and then this NHL, it's something to be fast. So yeah, I don't know is. if I gave him his stats too. He's got seven points and fourteen hits and two power play points in his last ten games, nice. which is pretty good. And Verhage is out as well, which he was really, really hot this year. So they're gonna try to find a way to uh, 
not compensate or to, to fill in that void yeah, basically that for, yeah. for Hage- yeah 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 we're sure exactly for Hagee's out so they're gonna try to find scoring somewhere else and I think Frank Channel looks like the guy that they're looking at so he will get all the chances that's why you're looking at him you know what I mean because he'll get those chances to get all the points that you can you know so yeah and I mean like you can't can't ignore that top power play usage either on a team like uh like Florida right like he's playing with Barkov he's got Yandel and, and Huberto on the points like Hornquist and Hornquist is having a great fucking year. I did not think he was gonna have a good year. I year. know, man. It. I know. That's the. Uh, we'll have a segment. We'll talk about him at some ever... point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, have an episode um, dedicated to Hornquist at the end of the year. They all, but he gets hurt, man. Don't forget, he does. right? But he hasn't really. Like that's the thing. He's I know. Really that's why it's just like, ah, what are you gonna get hurt? I know. Let's go. When are you gonna prove me right? I don't think he's going to. I think we're wrong. Um, but yeah, like he's he's in a good position. He's playing on the third line, uh, even strength with still. I just want to say quickly, it's off topic, but the first line. It's such an interesting first line right now that they're practicing with, given their injuries and everything. They got Barkov centering Nikita Gusev and Mason Marchment. It's weird. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's weird. Feels strange. weird. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's, going on, moving on. It doesn't feel right when you're saying that at all. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. It feels <laughs> weird and wrong. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. My second guy was uh, Joel Farabee. So, nice. um,. He is only 45% owned, which is pretty interesting. He's really, really dropped off since he was hot. And yeah. He went for a stretch of like, I think it was eight games without a point. In his last five games, he's got three points and um, one one on the power play. So Philly's improving too. Like slowly he's, but he's, surely, they're getting better as a team. They are improving. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm telling you, this kid was smoking hot during the year at one point, And like, yeah. it's just, oh, yeah. and I kept him throughout. Like I picked him up right at the good time too. And I just, just killing it. He's outperformed connecting a little bit too this yeah. year. So that's why that's kind of the point I wanted to, to kind of bring up too. It's just like that opened my eyes. Connecting was really amazing. What's that? That opened my eyes when I saw that he was the guy. Like I, th- I thought Konechny was going to be doing what he was doing yep. early yep. in the year. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. Exactly what I was just going to say. He's got know, more skill like, than oh, I wow. thought. He's skilled. To the point He's where I have skilled. him, I have Konechny and Farabee on a public league roster. I'm like, hmm, I don't know who to drop. <laughs> yeah, Konechny's doing <laughs> better like, too. How like, do I not Konechny's, know who to drop? <laughs> that's tough. Konechny's getting a little better too, so... Yeah, Philly in too, general. Exactly. So, yeah. And then the Philly, that's, the Philly situation is kind of strange. But, yeah, they're kind of uh, fucked. But I don't know. Farabee, it's just because... When he heats up, he's so friggin' hot, man. Yeah. I'm just, he's uh, just constantly getting points and just multi-point games too. It's, it's, it's really, really nice to see, man. He's yeah. got a, wow. I'm looking at his, just his sideline here. One, two, three, four, five. He's got six multi-point games right here in the last, well, not last month, but the month before, kind of thing. You know, it's just like, wow, man. Like, nice. in like three-point games, two, like a couple three-point games as well. You know, I guess he's, he can put up goals. He can, he's got a, I think he has a couple hat tricks this year too. Like, he's yeah, just, he has at least one. I know that. I remember he had one. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, so he's, he's just got, a good player. Uh, he got one against uh, the Islanders in January 31st, and I know he got one earlier in the year too. So he's a know, he's man. an underrated guy. I remember hearing uh, he was drafted. Uh, I want to say it was 2019, maybe yeah, it was first yeah, uh, 2018, 2018, first round, 14th so overall. In that 2018 draft, there was like it was a good class of of American players out of their their development program, and I remember mm-hmm. hearing that like Faraby, like he went a little later. He was what? Middle of the first round or later in the 20s? Yeah, what was 14th. it? 14th. Yeah, 14th. middle of the first. So he went, I think, after that first wave of players. And I remember hearing that, like, he was viewed going to the draft as, like, the other guy sort of thing. Like, there was the the, the, the front runners from that class. And he was kind of, like, separate from them a little bit. But I remember hearing a scout saying, like, that he should not be. Like, he, he's got a motor that is elite and his skill isn't that far off. And the combination of the two, obviously, can be... You know, like that can lead to impressive growth, and I think that's what we're seeing yeah. with with Farabee yeah, this no, year. Yeah, for sure. 
Definitely. Yeah. That's another good point, too. So, yeah, my last guy was uh, Alex Gachenyuk at uh, 21%. Nice. So obviously that. he's coming a long way since uh, being traded oh, yeah. from Montreal and all that whole thing, you know. Yep. He's on the first time with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, and it Top seems like play. he's found a little niche there too. The only thing I gotta say is that even uh, Jared was mentioning this too is that when when he's watching him play, he's always trying to feed those two guys, right? So he's gotta have that. Yeah. I understand you you want to give the puck to Matthews, you want to give the puck to these guys. Yeah, it makes sense, but like have that. Like he's just missing that extra little, just rip the puck on that, go for the rebound or something. You know, yeah, that's the one that little dimension. downfall. But he's first power play minutes as well too. So it's it's cool that he's playing first line minutes and first power play minutes. So it's 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 like there's a lot of uh, not advantages, but there's just like a good upside to that too. Like yeah. he's, he's gonna get all the chances he can, right? And yeah. it seems like the coach really likes the way he's playing. And he's playing with way more determination and grit, oh, yeah. I find, too, and confidence. Man, did you see him against Montreal, too, dangling at the blue line yeah. and everything, too? A little toe drag, good. coming into the slot, making the he pass, turn a spinorama pass. Like, yo, yep. man, um, what happened? <laughs> Where the creative this juices were flowing. Well, we knew, he was like, we knew he was good, you know? We knew he was good, <laughs> but he, he seemed like a broken player, and I thought he was more broken than he than he was. Like, a huge, huge kudos yeah. to him everybody and to the thought, every Yeah, yeah, you're not the only... Everybody, I thought yeah. everybody, come on, man, you know? It looked yeah. like he was done. It looked like there were some yeah. serious issues going on in his game. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think there probably were some serious issues that needed to be addressed, but they weren't nearly as hard to come back from as I thought. And I think a lot of us Honestly, thought. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, well, we were talking about him a bit early in the league, uh, the league, in the year, year, right? Yeah. So we're just, we were like, hmm, we're not sure what it is. And like, it's just nice to see that he's, he's starting to become a, uh, relevant again, I guess. Yeah. He's, he's really, he's got that skill, you know, he's just, he does, he's, yeah. he's got something to give at, you know, and clearly he he's showing it with Toronto. It's it's fun to watch too. on a good team, on a very talented team yeah. too. I think any other player that that can see how he managed to to pretty much pull himself out of that hole and still be very very relevant technically right now, like with a with a good team, you know. So it's, it's yeah. just really nice to see that your skill will it'll come through. Bit of hard work because clearly he's working way harder than he used to. So then a bit of hard work and you'll get the results you really want, kind of thing, you know. So it's 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 very interesting to see, man. It and is. Like it's cool to that. see. I think part of it too <laughs> we, that needs to be acknowledged is that like it might not just be uh, work ethic related. I, I think it's he probably was busting his ass at a couple of his past destinations. I would think too. Mm-hmm. I think there was some issues with his game that Toronto looked at and saw and addressed it. Yeah. Addressed. Yeah, they looked at it and saw it and were like, "We know how to address this." And they brought him in, mm-hmm. and they addressed it. And mm-hmm. here we are. And like to his credit, he's done everything he needed to do and he's running with it and he's he's playing great hockey and similar to drew and where it's like he's putting the fundamentals first you know like i wrote about this yeah. in the mailbag yeah like yeah, he's yeah building that's, from that's the good, fundamentals that's a good point too which yeah, is cool to see point. that's that's something that's yeah. really didn't come naturally to him so power yeah. to him and no exactly i was just gonna say he it's like as a player who relied on his skill most of the yeah. time right technically he's yeah purely relied on you know so it's it's really fun to see and it's like great to see it's cool to see because now that he has that 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 uh, the fundamentals down they're like oh man like everything's kind of translating into the game super well for him you know so yeah. it's, it's it's cool it's how it comes see, man yeah okay so that's my last guy man so for me you got your three guys mike riley just to go a little bit more detail i mean like he's when i saw that boston had they, i think they traded him for like a third round pick or something and when i saw that i was like that is a lot for mike riley because i know mike riley mm-hmm. from the canadians and from ottawa a little bit i've watched him there I didn't watch him this year. Uh, apparently, he's having a very good year. Uh, oh, because he's on Ottawa. You don't want to watch him, huh? Because he's on Ottawa? <laughs> mostly, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, he's got, look, he's like half a point per game player right now. He's got 20 points in 42 games on the year. 
the cool thing since coming to Boston, not only is he getting top power play time, he's averaged 22 minutes and 45 seconds in his two games since getting there. That's going to change once Grizzly is back. And so will yeah. his power play usage, I'd imagine. But at but, the same um, time. That's just like, yeah, but they, they see what he can do. Because, like, exactly. for example, in the playoffs, if, if someone drops off, they know they have Mike Riley to kind of just yeah. fill in. And, like, I think he knows his role in the team. And he sees, oh, man, they're going to trust me this much. All right, I'm going to do everything I can to keep their trust, basically. Yeah. You know? So I think that's a good point, you know. Uh, it seems like he's figuring it out a bit. Like, Mike Riley was always a player that was frustrating as hell to watch because you'd see him play looking like a borderline elite puck-moving defenseman for, like, yeah. 12 games. That's in Montreal, right? Yeah, I remember yeah. that, too. Yeah, And then yeah. Skates he would, well, too. Like he's, not, he's a good skater, too. You yeah, know? he was very, very good worst. skater, yeah. You know, and then it would yeah, disappear. Yeah. He would, it would like he it was like I don't know if he was up in his head too much or what, but he was overthinking everything, or it seemed that way, and his game would just fall apart, and he wouldn't be able to recover it. So if he found a way to tap into that potential consistently, finally, like power to him, and like it makes sense. This production and the, what he's doing right now, and the, the opportunities he's getting, makes sense if he's figured that out, which I think he probably has, because I don't think you're getting that kind of ice time in Boston if uh, if you hadn't. No, it's true. Boston, Especially like, they, they're they, not they're not stingy, but like it's it's, uh, you, it's they have so many other players that exactly can take that that's role, exactly right. Yeah, a lot yeah, of different people yeah. could take different like a roles. lot a lot man. A McAvoy lot, could have been the top power just, player. I was guy. just gonna yeah. say McAvoy. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, Kyler Yamamoto. I mean, he, like he got a power play goal the other day. I think two games ago he got a power play goal. He's playing on the top power play in Edmonton with. I love Carmen this David kid, Dresden. man. I just I love, love the way he plays. I, oh, man, ever since he came up, man, I just I'm just I, I root for him, you know. <laughs> Me too. It's been a rough year. Like, there's no way around it. It's been a rough year. It's been a, yeah. it's been an off year, a down year, and I hope he what finds. What sucks his too, game. yeah. What sucks too, he had his chances with the big boys too, yeah. right? And he just hasn't really capitalized. That's why I'm just exactly. like, oh, come on, you know. <laughs> I know. And he was like basically a point per game player last year for 27 games or whatever it was. Riding shotgun with Connor, and yeah, you know, it, it hasn't happened this year. But he's on the top power play again for the first time in a while. So. He's worth a Sorry. look for you sure. You just said running. How nice would that be? Imagine as you as a as a hockey player, like running shotgun with Connor. Like how, Fuck how fun must that be? Like, oh like, my god! Uh, we can't even start to imagine because like we play with well, we play with all right players, I guess. But like we have no fucking comparison, you know. You know what? It, <laughs> you know what makes me think? It's like it's like you've got a I don't want to say a shitty motorcycle, but you've got a motorcycle, okay? And like it's a decent <laughs> motorcycle. Like, it's it's decent. Like Let's it's be a honest, good motorcycle. It's a shitty one. <laughs> It could use some fixing up. It's got potential, but it's not a great motorcycle. It's a, it's a, it's, it'll, you know, it can drive on the road legally. Let's say that. And then you go from driving that motorcycle to being in the sidecar of Connor McDavid's motorcycle. And you're just going like faster than anybody on the road all of a sudden. But you're doing nothing. You're just sitting there in the sidecar. It's not, it's not a perfect analogy, but it's also not completely crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Yamamoto. Oh, he's talented, young, talented player. Hopefully, he he gets it going and finds some success in that top power play unit. That if you're playing on the top power play unit with McDavid and Drysaddle, <clears throat> you, you need you deserve a look. McCann, similar story exactly. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. McCann has been producing like crazy on the on the power play yes. in Pittsburgh. Though. That's yes, awesome. Yes. McCann, it's been uh, it's been really cool to see that. Uh, what's his what's his stats here? Let me just check. Jared McCann. He's your guy. I know yeah, he's forty one percent owned. <laughs> he is forty one percent owned in the last month. <laughs> Okay, in our league, he's ranked 11th, six goals, five assists, 11 points, 
five power play goals, eight power play points, 42 shots, wow. seven hits in a month. Those power play points, man. Jared Holy McKinnon, crap, eight power man. play points, yeah. five power play goals in a month. Dude, I'm I'm sure too, because I think I have him in one or two of my other teams. And I, I keep looking in our league. And I'm like, who has him? I'm like, oh, yeah, Spence. Every yeah. time, I'm like, oh, yeah, Spence. Like, I got, dude. Like, <laughs> I got him at the ground floor. I got him when this guy was like know, fucking 4% I know, owned like, or something. Yeah, I know, I know. Great. And I'm like looking and I'm like, oh, has he dropped him? <laughs> I can't, dude, I think I've been looking at him like all year on, in our league. I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, but no. Yep. <laughs> He's doing that well. So it makes him, it only makes sense. Him, but it's so funny how, like, and Robertson, I got like at like but, very low. They yeah, were yeah, all yeah, like yeah, under the, 10%. I was just going to say, it's so funny how there's those those. I think three guys at least that I was looking at myself and I'm like, fuck, of course Spence has all these guys. And like, like you drop these guys, I'm on them. Like it's, I know, I know. That's that's the thing is like, it's great that I get them, but then I'm stuck with them. And like, anytime I need to make a drop, I fucking know you're going to vulture them. I know it. Like I know it. Casey Middlestat's the next one. eh? Middlestat's my next guy. And I picked him up when he was like 2% owned here. One, it was 1%. And he's killing it for me now. He's up to 5% Uh rostered. But if I drop him, it's going to happen. You know, I'm looking. You're fucking taking him. He's <laughs> got like, crazy, how many goals is he? Got one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three. Nine, six Casey goals in nine games, that. I think. Jeez. <laughs> on, on Buffalo still, right? On so. Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. Forget about it. We ain't got no plus minus in that league. So I'm yeah, right exactly. That. No plus minus in there. <laughs> so anyways, that's why that's why I like my guys. That's why I like Jared McCann. Uh, let's move on to some live stuff. Let's tackle this MLB stuff. This, this episode's yeah. going long already, which that's, we kind of expected. Yeah, but. for sure. Uh, so yeah, the MLB, uh, moved their all-star game from Atlanta to Colorado because of the voter suppression laws in Georgia, which is commendable. I think the voter Mm -hmm. suppression laws that have been enacted in Georgia basically state that you cannot give food or drinks to people waiting in line to vote. Do I have that right? Yep, exactly. You basically, what they say is that, uh, nobody can give uh, drinks, uh, 150 feet away from a voting station. And then uh, people giving drinks can't be 25 feet from a person standing in line. So if the person is like a, mm-hmm. a not a mile, but if it's like, let's say a half a mile away from the polling station, there's still that 25, uh, feet radius around that person that they still can't give water to that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's from the polling station and then they expand it on top of that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Beyond that, like, it also bans mobile voting centers, and it strictly limits use of drop boxes. So the reason this is a big thing right now, Republicans are all up in arms, and they're comparing the laws for voting in Georgia to the laws for voting in Colorado. And they're saying, well, it's the same thing. They've got laws against this too. No, they don't. They have laws against people that are affiliated with a political party giving out mm-hmm. food or drinks. Which yeah, makes exactly. sense. And if, if they're influencing the voters themselves in line. Usually, I don't know about you, as a voter is about to go vote, um, I think he's pretty convinced about who he's voting about. He's not on the fence when he's in line. I don't know about Usually, you. Usually, uh, you would think. I don't, I don't I, know. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, look, when I was in rehab, I, I was I went to rehab with a guy who voted NDP just because he got a free burger from the party. So I don't, maybe there are some people out there. I don't think it's going to be a lot of people, though. Um, look, it's, it's fucked up. Right. It's, it's brutal. If you, it, they, they say that no, they did sure. this. For the same reasons that Colorado has their law, no, they didn't. If you if you no. did it for the same reasons, you would have had the same law, and it's not the and same. What's law. crazy too is you said they they are banning the mobile voting uh, uh, stations too, right? Yeah, and they're trying to force you to the drop boxes. But for example, yes. in Atlanta, which has the most populated city in Georgia, they 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 cut the drop boxes from ninety four to twenty three. So for every one hundred thousand registered voters, there's only one box. Can you like? 
they, really? So so you're driving them away from the the, the mobile uh, buses uh, stations, then tell them to go to these drop boxes, but then the drop boxes are so hard to access and find because there's so many less of them. Like yeah. really? Like okay, yeah, that that make. That, that, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> one box per one hundred thousand, versus Colorado has one box per nine thousand four hundred. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so and they're uh, talking about like it's and they're, they're using move. that to us as a way to say that oh it's going to be more accessible to people in rural areas and this and that it's like oh, all right God. i understand that but still buddy like we can clearly see what you're trying to do here you know what i mean like uh, why would you limit the amount of voters that can drop have uh, sorry, sorry the amount of drop boxes in really populated areas it's just exactly it's, 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 come on come on put them in rural areas they, on top of the ones you have why would like, it doesn't yeah, make any sense right it's <laughs> racist fucking bullshit tactics that the republican party has been using for so long and they get away with it you got the president condemning what they're doing and they're getting away with it yeah no it's true they're, and then you have the the ex-president saying that they're not doing enough yeah not doing yeah exactly <laughs> so it's just i don't know uh, the division is pretty ridiculous man i mean I'm, like i think i was i don't know if i was talking to you where it's not anymore it's, it's not like oh let's have a conversation about how we can make this better and like yeah there's some there's a an issue at at hand let's talk about it and you have your points and I have my points and let's see if we can get a resolution. Yeah. Now it's, oh, you don't think about it the way I do? You're wrong. I'm right. You're an idiot. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's like, and nah, because man, how is How's this going to work? This makes no sense. Like, are we going to no, live together? No, exactly. You need to be able to have that dialogue and that, that healthy back and forth and respect for each other's views. But because there's so much disinformation and conspiracy theories at the fucking roots of, of some of these beliefs on either, on well, mm-hmm. mostly on, on, the, on the right... Not to say the left is perfect because they're not. Um, yeah. It makes it really difficult. It makes it but, very well, difficult because it's like perfect. You, it's the left tends to, to look at both sides too. Well, I find not always. A bit more, not always. Well, I, I sometimes, but like more, more than so, the right, I think, if anything. Yeah. But more I, I just, yeah, it's like exactly. There you go. That's yeah, they're more open-minded. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's yeah, exactly. That's the better way, I guess, of saying it. There. I think the way. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it's, it's not even no, close. I don't know. As far there's as no good dialogue anymore, too, man. Like I said, there's just no more dialogue. There's just attack, attack, attack. You know. So. And attack again, attack and disinform and, and disorient. And you know, yeah. it, it's brutal. It's they, they do this every single time. They know what they're saying. They know it's not the same as Colorado. They know that the voting mm-hmm. no, exactly. is not the same. Col- no one votes in line on, on... in Colorado. Nobody, it's not the same. Every, everybody votes in line. You're making laws to make sure that even more people have to vote in line in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And people don't vote in line in Colorado. 99.3% was it? Yeah, 99.3%. Exactly. Vote through either drop boxes or mail in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. And like they're, they all, they're, they pointed out, uh, Georgia offers voters 17 days of in-person early voting. Well, Colorado only has 15 cause no one uses them. They don't need nobody uses not, it. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't, it's insane. Yeah. And they're talking, oh, it's so hypocritical. Yeah. No, it's not. You know, it's not. No. You're a lawmaker. If you're about- a lawmaker or if you're, a, if you're a politician period, like you cannot seriously think that people should trust you doing your job. If you don't even know that that's not true. They definitely right, know yeah, that yeah. that's not true. <laughs> wow. That's it's, a good way of putting it, actually. It's brutal. How can you even have that comp? Yeah, no, that's a very good way of putting it, too, man. It's wow. just brutal. Anyways, and the, <laughs> and the, the, the support. Well, going back on the inf- misinformation, yeah. too, because they were talking about Colorado that actually, oh, they also require photo identification to vote. Oh, yeah. Which is not true, obviously, right? What does Colorado accept? 16 different forms of yeah. IDs, right? So that's, that's so they're telling you something that's completely wrong, whereas Georgia only allows six forms of ID. You know what I mean? So it's. They're just disinforming. Oh, but they're, they're, it's, it's it's the same. It's the same. You know what I mean? It's it's the same law. Yeah. No, 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 no. Get it's out not. of here, man. You can play with your. You can vote. With
with your utility bill in, in Colorado, you know? Come on. <sighs> this is also... <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's led to the MLB predictably falling out of favor with Republicans. Uh, this is from Axios.com. They, they ran a little article here talking about the net favorability of the four major U.S. sports leagues. Currently, uh, 41% of Democrats favor the MLB, 12% of Republicans do, 43% favor the NBA, negative 5% favor of Republicans, uh, sorry, 43% of Democrats sense. favor it, negative 5% of Republicans favor it. I don't understand how that's even possible. Negative, um, yeah, it's like, it's two things are going on that are conflicting in my brain. One, I don't know how that's possible. Two, it makes perfect sense. NFL, 39%. Of favorability rating for the Democrats, 16% for Republicans. NHL leads the way for Republican favorability with 26%, a full 10% higher than the next uh, league, which is the NFL. And 31% of Democrats favor the NHL. So the MLB is feeling this. And they knew they would feel this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They Mm -hmm. knew they were going to fall into favor. That's a huge, huge drop. Beforehand, before this happened in mid-March, they they, had a... They didn't knowing... Yeah, they didn't knowing that this was going to happen. Exactly. But, like, it's it's wild to think that, look, man, this big league has taken this stand. So, like, it's going to mean something, right? Like, it's just... And, like, clearly it does because this big league that, that knows that... Could possibly lose a bunch of fans. It's, and it's, money. Remember, uh, uh, at least let's say half. Yeah, money and fans. Exactly. But it's, uh, half half the population is Republican. Let's say at least. You know. So that's you know they they know they can potentially lose all those people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or a good chunk of those people. So it's 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 something to be like. No, this is not right. You know. And for, yeah. and even the corporations that are also saying that it's not right. The Coca Cola and the, I think it's Delta and something else. Right. There's a couple of. of Big-time corporations yeah. that like are also saying that these are not good laws. These are actually voter suppression laws. They're not helping the public, you know. They so, threaten democracy. Like, what's what? Yeah, what's what's crazy is maybe I was saying to you this is that corp like the fact that usually where we think as corporations, oh, they're greedy, money-hungry yeah. fuckers. You know, they're, they're there just yeah. for the profit, you know. And they're, like, ah, they're a bunch of like you know. Uh, fat cats and trying yeah. to get their money and they're just about the you know the money and like the fact that they're taking a stance on this and like also once again potentially losing money because people are deciding to bo- boycott them obviously yeah. you know and blah 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 which they knew was probably going to happen but they're still taking a taking stance, stance where like yeah value like the fact that corporations are telling you like these are like the values you should have it's like another messed up way of like i never yeah. thought i'd be agreeing with these greedy bastards well, you know like, what i mean like when when the issues becomes so fucked up and severe and scary that corporations are standing out and being like we need to distance ourselves from this because this is fucked like that it's bad and like everything's normalized like this is our life this is just the life we're living it's just this is just the way things are for us but Mm -hmm. if you like look at that objective like that's fucked up that it's Mm -hmm. gotten to this point that like we're dealing with the way we used to yeah i'm i never thought i'd be on the same side as the goddamn corporation. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> Fuck those guys. It, it's a, Fuck it's, them. it's human rights, right? Like, it's basic human fucking yeah. rights, and it's democracy. Yeah. These are these are very yeah. very important subjects that they're they're crucial to having a, a flourishing country, and mm-hmm. they're threatening that actively, big time. There's yeah. they've been doing yeah. this for years now. They yeah, I was gonna say they've been doing it for a bit, and it's that's kind of what they want almost. It's yeah. like it's, it's they know they like like you say knowingly, right? So it's yeah. just so it's nice. Ugh. It is nice to see some corporations step out and 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 voice opposition. I wonder how much of that is like you mentioned half the country's Republican. I don't think I think half the country that votes close enough is Republican, but I think overall, if you add everyone, I think there's more Democratic 
uh, people in the country, I would I would think. But oh, yeah, that being yeah. Well, said, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying like that, like just for sake of argument, that's yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, uh, yeah. They stand to lose maybe even a half good, um, yeah. I'm just you know what I mean? just exactly. Like, I'm just saying um, how big at stake, like a biggest stake they had, like they would a lot. Like, I'm talking about the MLB. That's what I was saying, yeah. just to see like how big it was of, for them to do this. For you sure, know? Like, just a big <clears> kudos to the MLB for doing this. I don't think the NHL in a million fucking years would do this. Not even close. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't think the MLB ever would. Like NBA, I could have seen it for sure. That falls yeah, in line. Yeah. MLB, I mm-hmm. did not expect this. I th- I saw the MLB no, that, as what they were. I think that's why it's it's so it's it, it means so much, right? So it's yeah, just, it's, it's a really know, really man. big statement. And like I yeah. saw them before this as what they were, which is in mid March before this happened, their net favorability rating among Republicans was forty seven percent, which was the highest of the four major U.S. sports leagues. That's how I viewed the MLB, like that they had a very big Republican uh, following, and that it was a lot of. You know, it was. Just, it just. It's just. It's, it's baseball. You know, it's more of a Republican well, not sport. Cons- not, 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 no. Well, could, if you ask the forty fifth president of the United States, the MLB has been dropping off for so long. All right, it's yeah. not even watchable uh, anymore. All right, <laughs> so he knew this all along. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but anyway, like I, I saw them as that league that was the 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 in the like they were their most buddy buddy with the Republican Party. So to see this, it's it's great to see. It's an important stand to take. Because you know again, these issues are getting so severe. Very restricted. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, the issues are getting so severe that corporations like this, and I consider the MLB a corporation, are standing out and yeah. standing up and, and and saying like, "I this is not okay. We're against this, and we're protesting this." So mm-hmm. that's great to see. Hopefully, we see more of that in the NHL and in all mm-hmm. sports leagues. And well, no, I, honestly, hopefully we don't. You know why? Because hopefully there's no more laws that do this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Right? Hopefully we don't see yeah. this, right, technically? So, I would, in an yeah, ideal world, I know what you yeah. Mean. I know what you mean. I know what, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, because yeah. it's going to happen, obviously, right? Exactly, so, exactly. certain Ideally, cities that none of this uh, happens, are getting all-star sure. games. And this, and this. So it's it's going to be interesting, man. So it's like, like I like I hope yeah exactly I hope I hope I don't I don't see this, but like, it, it's gonna it's probably gonna happen anyways. It's uh, yeah, it's, a, a, it's, a, it's obviously a, a deep subject, right? Technically, there's so many different factors that go into that, but yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a very heavy <sighs> subject in a lot of ways. Crazy times, huh? Crazy yeah. times. <laughs> we can go on it forever. I'm going to say one last quick on it, one last quick thing on it. Uh, I'm just going to read out. They also included here sports team owners' political donations by league. Uh, total donations from the 2016, 2018, and 2020. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Elections. Um, the MLB to Democrats 5.2 million to Republicans 15.2, NBA 2.6 million to uh, to Democrats 8.4 to Republicans 1.7 to Democrats in the NHL 7.1 to Republicans, NFL 874k to the Democrats and 5 million to Republicans. So surprise, surprise! Like this was a surprise to anyone, but the owners of major sports teams tend to lean pretty heavily Republican. That's what's, that's what's crazy. But like, once again, going back to that stance they took, they know they're going to lose a bit of money probably or something. You know what I mean? There's, they they yeah. know they know they know the risk. You know what I mean? The uncertainty. They know. They know. They don't care. They, yeah. they, they just know that this is wrong. Exactly. So it's, it's nice to see it's... people coming before profits uh, sometimes yeah. now. You know, like it's, these issues are huge, and it's been really yeah, disappointing as, uh, in the face of the pandemic. Too, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, right, we've man. seen it. Yeah. It's been so disappointing time and time again. We've seen that like profits are going to come before people no matter what the fuck happens in the world. Like it, the, the pandemic, mm-hmm. I thought was going to lead to that changing a little bit, at least temporarily. Like when you look at the, the vaccines and the pharmaceutical companies behind them and it didn't. 
your pharmaceutical companies withholding how much they sold the vaccine to to each country because they sell it for different prices to each country. Like, mm, it's a fucking global pandemic going on. Greater good. Let's go. You know, like, yeah, let's go. Right? No, anyway. but, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. My yeah, money. God forbid. My money. Sorry, sorry. I'll have to edit that out. It's hey. fucking heresy. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, we're going to touch on, touch on the Habs Don't really t- quickly here. And then we're going to outro this and, and get out. So the Habs yeah. have been struggling significantly lately. They're, they're, they're not looking good. They had some really flat games. There's one against Calgary, one against Winnipeg. It's it's not looking good. That Winnipeg um, game was oh my god, so unwatchable. It was bad. Right? It was really like, bad. Where's where's the effort, man? Yeah, where's the effort? and it's it's not good to see Gallagher's been out, and they've looked like this pretty much since Gallagher's been a price as well. Price and Gallagher went down in that mm-hmm. same game. Price should be back yeah. soon. Gallagher's likely out for the rest of the the regular season. Um, his hand again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I think it's a different oh, hand man. either way. I mean. It's poor guy. Those fucking hands have got to be taken. He needs beating. those uh, old school, you know, those like medieval gloves there. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> with the metal, the metal ones. Yeah, exactly. He needs some hardcore. So, uh, the poor guy. Um, so many you times. mentioned, and it's just like because it's because where he is, right? Too, he's just getting the shots net front, yeah. on his hand, right? He's in front of the net all the time, really pushing that that play and really playing aggressively, you know. Yeah. So like it's it's and it's hard to find that player, man. You it know, is. so that's what's that's crazy about him. It's just. He knows the risk going in front of the net, yet he still goes there, right? Yeah. So you need to find another guy that's willing to get hurt <laughs> just yeah, to, to go, go stand in front of the it. net, you know? So. You mentioned, um, and I don't know how how much Arturi Lekkanen would be great in front of the net like that, but I think in a lot of ways, he he does replace a lot of what Gallagher, or he can rather, when I he's think on so his too. game. Just the way he well, plays, yeah, You exactly. brought it up. Effort it was your point. Comes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The effort he pretty much comes to at the game and the attitude he has is and he hits a bit too right so Gallagher has that hitting yeah, side of, of him grit, too so if Gallagher basically if, if what you get from him is the effort in front of the net but he can also finish right so Lekkonen if you can at least get the the, the effort in front of the net with the forecheck and just steer the the forecheck the right way and steer the other team exactly to pass a certain way just to get them I think Lekkonen can do that because he's usually the guy that moves a bit too and it's funny because he's he's a healthy scratch too like you were, you were mentioning that to me he's a healthy scratch though you know so I'm just like wow and I was surprised because that's how I see Lekkonen when I see him play like it's this perfect role and then like I said don't put him on the first line and stuff there Obviously, uh, you don't have to, but get him in that role where he's just always forechecking the hell out of the other team yeah. and doing exactly. In fuck, show him some Gallagher tape. Plays with him, you know what I mean? And he knows what it takes. So like, it's. Yeah. And I think he'll he'll be the player to actually put up that effort, you know. So it's just I me. Think I just he's, like he's already taken a page or two. My bias a bit, I guess. But yeah, it was. I mean, naturally, but still, like, yeah, I think you make good points. Like, I, I heard that and I was like, fuck, I never thought it. Like, they've got Paul Byron on the right wing right now on the top line with Tatar and Deno. So. I mean, I don't, Paul Byron's I don't see... never going to give you what Gallagher is going to give you. Yeah, he's no. fast, but like he's never I, ever because he's almost the same size or some shit. Like, I what see is this? Like, what, what? as being like you said, he, he the styles Under are Eula, closer basically. with Lekkonen than with Byron. Like I, I really feel like Lekkonen, and Lekkonen's like he's he hasn't been in the doghouse. I don't think. I don't think anyone's no. really been doghouse. Uh-huh. Maybe Mete, but he's gotten so much less opportunity this year. Like I remember we interviewed Mark Dumont on the fucking healthy scratch podcast at the beginning of the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was talking about Lekin and saying like, you know, it's his opinion, I guess, but he was, he's, 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 he works for the Canadians. So he's, he's a good authority on this. He was saying that Lekin is as close to untouchable as anyone on the team. That's not definitively untouchable. And really? yeah. like that is not how the coaching staff seems to view him anyway. Like, like right now, there's a, there's a, that's how they're rolling him out. That's no, so true. 
And like, I would like to see him get those opportunities a little bit, give him that first line opportunity, you know, like give him that spot that Mm -hmm. Paul Byron, like yet you hope that Paul Byron's going to be filling in adequately, but I think Lekkanen could fill in well, even, you know, like I just, I'd like to see that too. I thought it was a good observation by you. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Well, just, just where my see right the the style he plays too. And yeah, it does. uh, It lines up. It makes sense. And there's, there's always been offense to Lekkanen's game that he's never been able to capitalize on and not that I expect that to just magically appear but like he does have a bit of offense to his game um yep. so yeah he's a great four checker he's, he's I think he would fit I really do I think that would be something worth yeah. trying um, well, another thing too is is I just want to compare to to Montreal struggling right now is the complete opposite to Montreal succeeding at the beginning it's just it's just night and day yeah, right that's what's is. The most frustrating part is because you could see the potential of how good they were because they were good. Yeah. in the bubble. Yeah, sure. They were good. But then it translated into next season. Right. Yeah. So it was like, with, we're like, oh, with, fuck, here we go. You know, with additions, so, with, with, with Anderson and Toffoli scoring a lot of your goals, you know, more than you probably yeah. with. But like with those, yeah, but those are new right? guys coming in. So you well, made the changes like, and you're like, you don't know how they're going to do. And they did well. And they exactly, did all their jobs. Exactly. Toffoli and, uh, and Anderson actually played super well. When, and the, like, they, they played really well. They did their job for coming in as new guys and they're still kind of even Toffoli is still up there with the goal scorers right so like he's he's still kind of relevant anyways you know so it's yeah they did their job man so like the guys that have been there the whole time should once they start dipping should kind of pick up the reins and let's go boys you know yeah. but it seems like that's not happening which that's what I heard on the radio too on uh, TSN 690 is that uh, are you really sure because we keep hearing about how great the culture is in the room but it seems like every time they lose that the, the culture isn't that great kind of thing right and yep. you even saw that little um, what's his name uh, uh, Claude Julien got, when he got fired right before he got fired that whole like uh, we tell them not to ice the puck or we tell them not to flip the puck over that yeah. thing but you know sometimes yeah. they just it's like okay uh, a little off here you know anyways there just, was another like there were thoughts, comments, you know, there were comments that were a little bit concerning again after the Colorado game. Uh, Petrie made a comment saying, you know, talking about how if if you've got four guys on a line doing one thing and another guy doing another thing every time, it's you know, it's it's not going to work. And which like that yeah, is a weird. You know? like, like it was Arpon Basu that wrote the article, and like he was able to deduce pretty easily that that was probably Jonathan Druin that he was talking about, and like that's not <clears throat> the way you want to see people going about addressing <clears throat> those issues. There's, no, not at all. Yeah, and like I, you've, I've talked about Montreal's core and my concerns about their ability to weather adversity and to get through periods like this. I'm actually less concerned about this slide than I was the last one. Um, and yeah, I think, well, like, they've been fighting this slide, this slide around. They were, but then <laughs> this time Cal- around, like Calgary but, well, and Winnipeg was, they, they caught up to certain teams. Like uh, it's a couple games. Obviously, they had two abysmal games. Because that's the yeah. problem because there's so many. Their shit games are so bad. But there's certain games like oh, they're trying to still in it. Even the Toronto better, yeah. game where they came back and won, I think too. Exactly. Yeah. Calgary, they one. were losing, came back, and they lost though. Like there's a couple teams where like they they just stayed in that fight, you know? Yeah, for sure. So and I want to see why, that I think that's why it's a little less concerning. Like you said, this this slide's a little less concerning, right? I just, yeah. Just, At the same uh, time, like uh. I do, I've I've had those concerns about the core for a while. Like it's been years, and I wonder, you know, like it does. It's frustrating. At what point? Yeah. I mean, look at how many fucking players they have on the team. Look at how many quality. Yes, they don't have star talent, but they've got a lot of really good, talented players. Especially this numbers. year, man, with with Anderson and Foley yeah. too, man. That's a nice. And they're little they're playing great, addition, man. so. Like yeah. it doesn't add up to me. It's like, how is this happening again? Like it did in past years to Canadians rosters that were far lesser than this one. 
Like, how is this happening? How is it the same response every time? There's got to yeah. like something's yeah. got to give at a certain point. Uh, I hope yeah, they they, they work it's through the it. Same response, man. It's yeah, with that that's same the thing. Lackadaisical. I, they don't even yeah. start off on start on start on time either. Sometimes, right? Which, anyways. Yeah. No, they 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 they're bad. I, at even, I even mentioned their 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 player player meeting that all the guys in charge yeah. they had a meeting before the Calgary game about obviously how their play and yeah. they came out so flat so you're like what did you guys have a fucking conversation about you yeah. know, that's how you're going to start anyways there's so many more things I could say <laughs> no for sure and we already got let's just yeah it's, it's frustrating <laughs> it's it's not just like when those those, stri- those struggles do happen it's not just the lackadaisicalness it's the attitude that bugs me because there's an attitude yeah. uh it is a negative bent to their attitude. Yeah. There's like they, yeah. they're pissed yeah. off yeah. and they're mad at losing almost like, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. the, the Gallagher is like the the king of that, I feel like. When they're losing, he's like he, he hates losing and it shows. I just don't know how yeah. good that is for a team to have overall as an attitude. Oh, it can't be, man. No. no like it fighting be at all. a negative thing with a ne- with negative emotion like mm-hmm. you know yeah like anger is a good tool sometimes but to to get yourself out of a shot like that's not what you do you don't hate losing so much that you just stop losing like you need to work on the mental side of the game in a different way mm-hmm. like it's just anyway I, I don't know it's speculation it's all speculation but this yeah, exactly. is a good uh it's a good segue to our outro which is storylines to look out for over the next two weeks which for me yes sir is if the Habs can turn it around, uh, obviously what's going on in the fantasy playoffs, they'll be starting for us, and the Vancouver yeah. situation, I'm watching keenly to see yeah, what's going on yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what are you looking uh, at? Potential, well, teams also, I like the uh, teams that are like outside of the playoff race in the in the league itself that can possibly make damage, like do damage like, yeah, to jump certain in. teams in the playoffs, you know? Yeah, Even exactly. Calgary. So you got the, yeah, yeah. You never exactly. know. I don't think Calgary, it's gonna happen. Chicago, the Arizona stuff too. There's a couple teams just creeping up there. You can yeah. see that they're separating for certain certain divisions. There, I think the um, the Metropolitan or sorry, the whichever Pittsburgh division the is Mass like Mutual North, East Division. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the Mass Mutual Northeast Division. Anyways, they're it's pretty well separated, so you can see what the playoff picture looks like. But I think, uh, like I said, Arizona, even the Blues are in the pit. They're finally in. They're also fighting for that spot. So if if certain teams can kind of just uh start picking it up at the end of the season overtake certain teams that you thought would have been like minnesota too for example they're in playoffs with with the blues right so yeah minnesota was a team that you counted out basically but now they're in so they're like oh fuck who's the odd man out and here the blues seem to be like on the cusp of getting kicked out you know it's, yeah. they're, they're playing a bit better you know recently but it's just that, that's Even what still. i'm looking out for to see if what teams will maybe uh, leapfrog certain teams that are supposed to make it for example like the blues and the arizona for sure. factor and all that well i'm just know, looking so, now like yeah. the blues are one point ahead of arizona with two games in hand which is a decent position but it's not that safe uh san jose yeah. has their four points back with the same amount of games played like it's mm-hmm. it's close enough that stuff could happen here. And, and every same... game counts like i was we were mentioning it too in another episode is that they're always playing in interdivisional, right? So every yeah, single every fucking game. game counts. You know, yeah. everyone will have an effect on the standings. So that's what's, now more that's than what's ever cool too. about this year too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, that, that, at, that's what's so cool. I find for for all the shit that COVID has brought and this and that. That's like that's kind of cool, right? It's just yeah. it's like it's oh, like yeah. our league that we used to play, right? Within yeah, exactly. Our there's, <laughs> there's been positives. There's been it's cool yeah. to experience something different and new like this for sure. But it's just mm-hmm. interesting. I look at like teams like Montreal who down the stretch, like eight of their final 16 games are against Edmonton and Calgary. So it's like four each and Mm -hmm. Edmonton's right ahead of them. Calgary's right behind them. So in, in situations like that, 
those games are so fucking important, so especially important. in the playoff yeah. race. Yeah. Those are huge. Yeah. So really big hockey games ahead of us. Yeah. I'm excited to see that yep. too. And the more I'm looking at this, I want to I want to talk about this more, but we got to end this show because it's a behemoth. Yeah, we do. I know. Yeah, that's just the word playoff really gets us going. Exactly. Eh? So. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll be able to yeah. talk about it more next episode. Uh, great talking. Um, speaking to Speaking of which, usual. good luck. Yeah, get, well, I'm gonna say good luck uh, in your playoff match. Oh, your uh, yeah. league matchup right now you're having, and good luck in the playoffs and blah blah blah, and Thank you know, you. hopefully everything happens well, and you know. So Same goes to you. Uh, enjoy. Yeah, uh, enjoy your bye, and I think by the next episode. <laughs> I think I don't think you'll have played a game by the next episode, so enjoy your buy in the meantime. Maybe I'll cl- maybe I'll clean up this week and I'll get a buy. That's a good too. point, actually. <laughs> yeah, I will. Trust me, I'm pretty I'm pretty yeah. okay up here. <laughs> yeah, just take it easy. You got Grubauer out too. Take that week, relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, He's buddy. Be just fine for the playoffs. <laughs> yes, sir. So yeah, right. man. Until next time. Not too bad. I think, uh, I think this covers it. It does everything. I think it does. Yeah, man. Yeah. You wanna you wanna send us out, man? Yeah, I think so. Alright, so uh, go, go fuck it. yourself, San Diego. Nah, go fuck yourself, San Diego. I think, I think so. so. Go fuck yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Alright, <laughs> see you in two weeks.